0: You're listening to the FMC podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Okay. Um, so, all right. Okay.
1: Uh, welcome to the FMC podcast. I'm Matt Spazzali.
0: I'm Jonathan Keel.
1: We're glad to have you with us. Um, and we'll start off with a prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Be with us today. Um, in our conversation and yes, in, in the words that we speak, um, give us the grace to um, truly understand the uh, effect that our words have on others. the um, Effect that um, our conversations, um, each each one of us, not, not just this podcast, is not what I'm talking about. I'll. Um, that we would understand our, the conversations that we have, um that their encounters with you, mm-hmm. Lord, um, and that we would treat them that way and with respect. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. In the name amen. of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Yeah, so we're back in back in the old place, man. Uh, the kids ministry trailer, um, where we started this, uh, 15 podcasts ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to say that Joseph Summers, um, as usual was a visionary in the, uh, in the use of this trailer. Um, Last year, last summer, this trailer was something that I thought should just be burned. I I, re- I mean, honestly, like even like taking it into account that we don't have a lot of money to be buying all kind of trailers, um, it was so bad that I thought we should just burn it. And there were other people, I'm not going to name names, but there were other people who thought... We should, yeah, there's no saving that thing. But Joseph said, we're going to save it. And he, I don't, I'm, it's almost unrecognizable, this thing. Um, it's livable. You, we have the kids' ministry in here. And I, so I also want to say that since we've been out of here, now we're coming back, the place looks even better. And I think that's thanks to Sarah Harrington. So I'm giving her a shout out. Sarah and uh Gabby and Grant and Grace the intake kids ministry team. They've got this place looking fantastic. Um their little monkeys <laughs> hanging on the wall. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, they uh There's little stuffed monkeys. Um and, and so now we've got a great place to do the podcast. We're going to have to tear the studio down and uh, when we're finished here. And who knows where we'll be next, next time. But that is... We're not doing a podcast on the trailer. Um, no. And we are... Yeah, yeah. What are we doing a podcast on, Jonathan? I
0: thought it was interesting. We're going to be doing a podcast on today on a sin that the Pope freely admits is one that he struggles with daily, and uh, I think we all do. And I think uh, it's very... um, Matt and I, as we were talking, we we just felt like this is a sin that uh, is very much um, affecting even publicly of our church community uh, and that is the sin of gossip and um, so today we're going to be talking about gossip um, mainly looking at what type of things Pope Francis is trying to teach us about gossip and what's fascinating is and he, yeah he said a lot he has said <laughs> so, a whole lot uh, <laughs> well I think we have a at least a hundred pages of um, documents, uh, homilies, sermons, apostolic letters, uh, all sorts of occasions in which Pope Francis has spoken on gossip. And and I would go as far as to say that Pope Francis, uh, as far as I've been able to, to find, has spoken on gossip more than any other pope, certainly any other modern pope, and another thing that comes up in the context of gossip that I think is fascinating is um, I also would go we'll step on a limb out on a limb here and say that pope francis has talked more about the devil than any modern pope Uh, and so often he speaks about the devil uh, in the context of gossip at one point in fact he says Of course, one of you will say, but Father, you're so old fashioned, speaking about the devil in the 21st century. And he says, Watch out. The devil exists. The devil exists even in the 21st century. We must not be naive. We must learn from the gospel how to battle against him. And I think, uh, yeah, it's, and this battle. He contextualizes our Pope um, so often in the context of gossip and community, thinking of the devil as the father of lies.
1: Oh yeah, that's definitely um, one of the reasons that this was a topic that we wanted to talk about, a topic that certainly came to my mind because... um, I've, and I've certainly noticed this in other situations. I remember I was living in Colorado uh, in working in the oil and gas industry with a bunch of... We were sort of temporary work workers, but we were all living in this extended stay hotel in Fort Collins. And it was like about 75 of us all living in the same place working in the conference room and it was like a big high school or something like it was just and this was you know uh five or so years ago and I mean it's just so easy for gossip to just tear through a community Mm -hmm. like that and rip everybody apart and pit there are all these factions and and things and um i think living in so it's it's important you know for as this podcast also goes out to our missionaries and in their communities um around the world and our our community here at big woods um i think it's a it's like it's a sin that's easy to fall into even for as i think we were saying the other day uh a sin that, you know, quote, holy people can f- do a lot. Um, you know, it's it's it seems innocuous, or you can maybe even justify it and say, well, I'm just trying to, uh, I don't know, <laughs> tell you what this person is doing so that we can come up with a plan to... Figure out how to help them better, and and you know if that's entirely honest, then praise God that is important. But some I don't know sometimes, um, it just has a way. It's a we're just spreading people's shortcomings around, or 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 something, and uh, yeah. But the but Pope Francis is, and this is. You know, it's like, oh man, these guys are always talking about Pope Francis. Always reading his documents, and that's boring. But I would say, read the stuff that. So the the stuff we're talking about is really it's like his daily homilies, daily reflections, Mm -hmm. for the most part, or things that he's talked to with the clergy, and they're anything but stuffy. It, I mean, in that you couldn't accuse him of that anyway. But um, it's it's interesting Uh, I would recommend to any of you just look at uh, on the Vatican's website and that's where we got these look at what the Pope one of his homilies and uh, he he talks about himself and his past and it's cool
0: it is and one of the things you can do just to kind of prepare you is if you go on the Holy See website at Vatican.va you could just click on the um, the search symbol, which is like uh, you know, the um, Sherlock Holmes magnifying, magnifying glass, magnifying glass yeah. and type in just a word and it'll, um, or a phrase and it will um, connect you to homilies and addresses and encyclicals, uh, for the last you know, 100 150 years, and it's it's just a, a really helpful way of using technology to um, to touch base on some of these issues and see what our our magisterium not just um, Pope Francis but just the uh, really the living teaching authority of the church and the magisterium what uh, it's saying to us but um, anyways I um, you know I thought an interesting place to begin might be um, you know Pope Francis uh, one of the things he does with um, gossip is he begins in the great possibly greatest teaching of all of Scripture um, the Sermon on the Mount or in Luke the Sermon on the Plain and um, he draws from the Sermon on the Mount, I'll just use the Sermon on the Mount um, text, two kind of starting points. The first one is uh, in Matthew 5 9 in the Beatitudes Jesus talks about blessed or happy um, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God and so we have this idea that the family of God uh, if you notice in the other, um, in the other beatitudes, we're not there. There's all sorts of things that they're offered, but the peacemakers are actually seen as the children of God, as part of God's family. Uh, it, it's as though there's something um, in making peace that touches closer to um, the heart of God. The pure in heart will see God. But the peacemakers are actually called the sons of God. So it's just, it's really fascinating considering Jesus was not only called, but was the son of God. And through our baptism, we are sons of God. Um, But he, what one of the things Pope Francis does is he says um, that, quote, blessed are the peacemakers refers to the many situations of war that repeat themselves for us it is so common to be makers of war or at least makers of misunderstandings this happens uh, when i go to others and repeat something i hear when i stretch the story a bit and repeat it in short it is the world of gossip and so pope francis one of the things i love about his way of speaking to us is he likes to use images that just kind of create um, uh, well I mean he uses words that create images in our minds when we think of uh, the idea of smelling like sheep talking Mm -hmm. about um, uh, pastors and this is one where he creates this division you might say between the world of peacemakers the sons of God and the world of gossip made of as he says people who gossip but don't make peace and he goes on to uh, in describing this world um, it's also a world of murder and and this was something that Hmm. that kind of took me by surprise you know growing up um in i would say more um conservative-minded Christianity, uh, both when I was, before I was Catholic and after, uh, I know it was taught to me often to lust after a woman was the same as to uh, to lay with that woman, and that's straight from the mouth of Jesus. Uh, and yet when uh, he says, you have heard it was said in 27, 527 of Matthew, you shall not commit adultery but I say to you everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart and I think many Christians I've lived around they get that they feel that you know looking at pornography is a terrible thing we believe all of these things I believe them but just before that Jesus says in 21 you have heard it was said of the men of old you shall not kill whoever kills will be liable to judgment but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother shall be liable to the council, and um and so Pope Francis draws from this this idea that gossip is not just some kind of silly thing um, that we do yeah. without any type of consequence. At one point, he has this image, you know, of uh, it, he says it's so terrible to gossip at first it may seem like a nice thing even amusing like enjoying a candy yeah. but in the end it fills the heart with bitterness and even poisons us what I am telling you is true I am convinced that if each one of us decided to avoid gossiping we would eventually become holy um, and so I know out in the media especially some of the catholic media that doesn't uh, that that isn't um, isn't friendly to pope francis that tends to gossip about pope francis when he went as far as to say that in equate gossip to murder uh as he did he said um therefore every time we judge our brother in our hearts or worse when we speak badly of them with others we are murdering christians uh he's taking this teaching from jesus's sermon on the mount and we've talked about this in our first podcast um, in the same Sermon on the Mount and again later on in 43 543 Jesus says you have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy but I say to you love your enemies pray for those that persecute you and this is the fascinating thing that I just discovered as I was doing this study on gossip because it connects back to the peacemakers remember we just said the peacemakers what's different about this um, this a beatitude is they are called sons of God he says but I say to you love your enemies pray for those that persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven for he makes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and unjust that is then he ends it with to be perfect as your father is perfect or in Luke to be merciful as your father is merciful so there's kind of this ring in Matthew 5 that connects us from the world of the peacemakers versus the world of gossip to the world of those who are you might say pro-life those who use their tongue to speak life as opposed to those who murder with their tongues and then finally when we treat our enemies and those who speak ill of us with love we truly become Sons of God, sons of our Father. It's just a really interesting and yeah. deep teaching.
1: Well, like you said, I, um, it's interesting. The like the f- like visceral reaction I have to you, like you say um, pornography or adultery or um, those things like. If if this was a podcast about those things, it'd be like, "Whoa, this is really heavy. This is serious. They're really getting down to some, some yeah. like deep, dark areas." But a podcast about gossip, I like. I've even myself find myself being like, "Well, that's sort of a that's light, mm-hmm. you know." And I think it's. I just feel, and that's why I wanted to do this is I've been feeling challenged to take this much more seriously. Um, and, and to view, like you said, to view it the way that Jesus presents it. Um, if lust is bad in the way that, because Jesus said it was bad there, then um, speaking out in anger uh, towards our, our brothers is, is bad too um and I've been thinking about a it's really interesting this past week um I was contacted this is this I wasn't sure if I was gonna share this on the podcast uh but we're going <laughs> we're going for it um and I I, I can't the details, I can't go into too much, but actually, I mean, to, to show you uh, sort of what happens with gossip and the consequences of it, um, FMC was contacted this week about something that I posted on social media 10 years ago. Now this was like the this was in two thousand, two thousand six. About so over ten years ago, um, and it it was something that I wrote wrote about another person that is not up anymore and was was taken down almost immediately. Well, I thought it was and then realized it wasn't. And that's... I mean, that's the crazy thing about... At that time, Facebook was three years old. So, I'm not going to even... i am Part of me looks back and like, how could I have been so stupid as to post something negative about someone in this way? Um, because I didn't feel like I... At that, even at that time, um, I was a real malicious person. But I I guess I just didn't... I was disregarding someone. I was certainly disregarding someone else's feelings. And... Um, using... I, I... Unfortunately... The social... Facebook and things like that have given gossip really long legs, in a sense. Like, just... Uh, a life... A, a lifespan unlike anything we've experienced before, um, and so the—I don't even know if it—if it was the person who um, I gossiped about, or uh, because the person presented themselves to FMC as a friend of the person, but I, I don't know who it actually. Was But nevertheless, this is ten years later, and the, the anger and the hurt in their message about what I did, and they were like, I can't believe this person is a missionary. They did this thing. Um, which, you know, we, to which we responded, you know, all of our missionaries have <laughs> things in their past. If, if being perfect in the past was um, a requirement to be a missionary, then we wouldn't have any. Um, so I mean, that was the sort of the official response, but I was really I hadn't thought about this in a while, and I was really shaken by the fact that there was someone still hurt ten years later over this thing that I did, and you know, it's funny if you were to think, well, If I committed some other crime against this person, of course, 10 years later, they'd remember it and be hurt by it or something like that. But we think we often think that with words and words that we bring to a group of people who are with other people or who. That doesn't make any sense. uh, Bring it to a community that we're involved in. And if we're talking about someone in that community the hurt and the humiliation that can come from that live long in the memory and um, I don't know it's just it, it that came up after we had already decided to do this thing on uh, gossip and then I was basically confronted with one of the like the worst gossip things that I'd ever done um, this week, and, and I gosh, it's just it's so frustrating. You want to be able, you want to take it back, but you you can't. You know, you let these words out, and um, and then especially on social media when there's such a broad audience that can in, in an instant be informed of. What you're thinking or saying, um, we this is a, this is a thing to take very seriously.
0: I um I wanted to kind of just go back to something I thought was really interesting that I found helpful in, in studying a little bit about um, you know what Pope Francis um, has to tell us about gossip and and one of the things he begins with. To drawing from the Sermon on the Mount is he begins talking to us about the devil other the evil one um, and you know I, I think maybe sometimes people can feel a little bit uneasy hearing about um, the devil and some people maybe feel uh, a little too interested in the devil. I've always found it interesting that it's it's very easy growing up to find people who deny the existence of God but were afraid of demons and devils and uh, you know especially at night they had all sorts of fears of the supernatural but it seemed like during the day they could de- it was easy for them to deny the supernatural when <laughs> they were thinking of good things but they were uh, very
1: yeah maybe a little more open to- yeah
0: to the evil side <laughs> drawn to it even we, we can read book after number of books I get all my Kindle people will It'll say, you know, this might interest you. And it's different stories about exorcisms and Catholic exorcists. And it, it's not something I've been all that, um, I, I believe, is too healthy to be all that interested in. Um, but he goes and he says, um, he wants to tell us about, this, is, this I found really interesting. He wants to tell us about how the devil tempts us okay and I think this this is was really helpful to me um, he's gonna he, he wants to talk to um, us as a community about um, the devil's temptations and so um, this is one moment so in this the particular occasion he is speaking just on in a morning mass this was on friday 11th uh, april 11th in 2014 and the title of the sermon is just the devil exists wow (laughs) Uh, and so it's kind of it's interesting but he says what does the spirit of evil do to snatch us away from jesus's path through temptation The devil's temptations have three main characteristics and I think everyone listening should pay attention to this because it's it's helpful and we have to be aware of them in order to not fall into his trap okay so here are the three characteristics number one the temptation begins subtly Hmm. but then it grows and increasingly grows stronger okay so he goes on in um, a few of his other talks to talk about, uh, you know, when you first meet somebody, it's, it's, it's not too hard to not speak ill of them. You're kind of, uh, you like them, but then envy comes up. Um, something happens, and, and we're reminded of that passage from Wisdom 2.24, where um, we are told that the devil came into the world through envy. And so envy uh, is, you know, really related to gossip. I, I struggle a lot with envy. I just confess. Um, but so first it begins subtly and it grows stronger. Number two, then it affects someone else. It spreads to another, and seeks to take root in the community. And this, I remind, reminds me of a, a saying I once heard that you know we never go to heaven or hell alone. We always take someone with us. Wow. And I think the idea here is we're tempted, it grows stronger, it infects someone else, it spreads to take root in the community, and then finally to calm the soul it seeks to justify itself. In short, it grows, spreads, and justifies itself. And this is, you know, um, the Pope says this is his view of how the devil's temptations work. And I think it's, It's really interesting because so many saints talk about when you don't stop the devil at the door when you just Mm. give him a little bit of space then he opens it up he spreads his influence and then before long he enters Uh, and I think it's interesting to calm the soul it seeks to justify itself so in other words at some point the goal of the devil is that you would have a false peace wow. in sin. Yeah. You know, like, the the Lord wants to give you true peace. The devil wants to give you false peace, a peace that sits in self-justification in sin. And so oftentimes this is where discernment comes in to know, am, am I feeling uh, this lack of peace? Is this the Holy Spirit convicting me of sin? I just thought it was really interesting.
1: Yeah. You know, and I was just um, thinking. We, I don't know if Pope Francis does it, but I was, I was thinking. Well, what actually is gossip? What's the, what? How do we define the the term? Um, and I, I was. It's basically. I, I was looking up at the like dictionary definition, um, and. It said, I actually don't have it right in front of me, but it was, um, in in the sense that we're, because it can be used as a noun, like a person who gossips is Mm -hmm, a gossip, mm -hmm. but um, this, regarding, um, uh, well, this would be a noun as well, but regarding the, um, uh, I guess, discourse um, of gossip would be, Talking about the personal um, life of a third party, so that so that takes takes two people talking about a third person or one person communicating something to someone else about a third person. Me, Matt, talking to Jonathan about Joseph Summers. That's the that's the groundwork now for it's you can't you can't um that was it also it said speaking negatively about Mm -hmm. the personal life or or something like that um there's no in a sense there's no such thing as good gossip like if if you're spreading some something good about someone else um for that, wouldn't be considered gossip. Um, but anything negative that we say about someone else, I, I, I guess I don't know. I think that's the, the basic definition. There may
0: well, I think you know, Pope Francis, I wasn't able to find that he just gives like some type of definition, but I think we can discover a lot about gossip looking at, um looking at what, uh, how, how would I say this, kind of looking at uh, examples of it that he gives and also, um, you know, the, the most common, the most common thing I, I think that Pope Francis says throughout, and I've heard it said so often in our community as well, um, is say it to the person's face yeah yeah and so it I think when we're talking about gossip it's something that should only be said to the person Um, if at all right if at all and and there are actually occasions when there's one really funny uh, moment or I mean it's a it's a great image but he says um, talking about whether we increase harmony in our family our parish our communities or are we gossip? So gossip is also something that tends to create disunity. Um, But he says, gossip does harm, gossip wounds. Before Christians open their mouths to gossip, they should bite their tongue. To bite one's tongue, this does us good because the tongue swells, he grows on this image, Hmm. and can no longer speak, cannot gossip. Am I humble enough to patiently stitch up through sacrifice? The open wounds and communion. It's such a like. It's a powerful image of somebody just struggling. I think of this Roman. Um, there was this Roman. I wouldn't say that they were a martyr, but there's an ancient story of this um, Roman. Uh, I wanted to. I want to say she's a high priestess. Uh, this was uh, before the Christian era, and um, they they wanted her to betray some secret. Uh, I wish I could remember her name, and she bit out her own tongue so that she couldn't talk, is the way the story goes. And, you know, this is kind of the image here is, I think of the, again, the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, if your member causes you to stumble, uh, whether that be, you know, your hand, or or, but some part of your body causes you to stumble, cut it off, it's better that you go to heaven maimed than, you know, to lose your soul uh, entire. This is really gonna use the same image here, you know, better to bite off your tongue, to lose your tongue. Uh, and, and what's fascinating to me about this, and I, one of the things I love about Pope Francis, is he's so honest. You know, uh, he says, this is the way gossip works. We've all been tempted to gossip. I too have been tempted to gossip. It's a daily temptation that begins slowly like a trickle of water he calls it the devil's weapon and then he goes on to say um, speaking to uh, seminarians he says we clerics are tempted not to speak to one another face to face to be too diplomatic hmm. um, that is that clerical language uh, he, and he says that uh, and this is the one that um, just really touched me um, he says they um speaking again to seminarians and novices, July 6, 2013. He says um, that they, um, in some communities, they flay each other alive. This is a, this, and this is our clerical and religious world. Excuse me, but it's common jealousy, envy, criticism of others. Not only speaking badly of our superiors, that's a classic, but I want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that this is so common, so very common. I too have fallen into this. I have often done it often and I am ashamed of myself. I am ashamed of this. It is not good to do this to go and gossip. Have you heard this? Have you heard that? That community is hell. Wow. And I just thought <laughs> wow. it's is like really powerful. And in that one point, speaking of community and in this, and then I'll, I'll, I'll stop pause for a minute. He talks about I I gotta look up this saint but he says uh, he talks about a Jesuit saint um, that once said the greatest penance for him was community life and and again you could think of um, you know all of these issues that affect and and I almost want to say that gossip affects just as much and maybe more um people who are striving to live uh religious lives.
1: Yeah. I, I'm struggling to articulate that, but I, I feel and I mentioned it earlier, uh it just seems like it's a sin that affects yeah, people who are um very seriously trying to follow Jesus. It's one that creeps in and it like happens and we don't even know it. I was just thinking as you were talking, you know, and um, you know, what's the difference because Pope Francis talks about um, you know, talking about your superior and that's a classic. Um, I think in in a sense a lot of news is gossip mm-hmm. <laughs> you know a lot of news is you know talking negatively about our leaders or something like that and I think there is there has to be a greater leeway in political discourse um, and and you know uh, I guess at least trying to be constructive, you know, constructive criticism in the public sphere when we're talking about, you know, the President of the United States or one of our representatives, Um, because we actually don't have face-to-face time often with those people, um, we have to find other avenues of voicing our opinion. So Mm -hmm. it's not fair to say... um, However, I think often... um, it the our the discourse does stray into gossip and just becomes um just a negative vortex of complaining. It's a great
0: word to use yeah, thinking like, of gossip.
1: Yeah, it's just this swirling thing and, and we see that with Pope Francis, with people talking about Pope Francis and um there's a lot of people who say good things about him, a lot of people who say bad things about him. Um,
0: it's funny because there actually is a Catholic site called The Vortex. Really? And it's extremely anti-Catholic, I mean anti- Francis, right. really. Uh, it's very, it, it, it tends to just by the titles of its articles tends to create a uh, Artificial division right. that then manifests itself as division, but it's it's very uh, a very divisive um, news source.
1: Yeah, I think maybe I, I'm developing this in my head here. You know, what we don't need in any discourse is um, uninformed opinions. um We don't need that in political discourse. We don't need it in church discourse. So I think a challenge would be before you tell your friend uh, how much you hate Pope Francis and think that he's the Antichrist and that he... You are, or that he needs to resign for all the terrible things he's done to the church. I mean, if this sounds strange to you, I think that makes that, that makes sense because it is. But there is a lot of discourse that goes on that is, mm-hmm. is like that yeah. uh, about Pope Francis. And I would say um, it's one thing to have questions about th- certain things he does. He's, he is still a man, and that's fine. Um, but, just for, I mean, we should try to, try to say something good about him. You know, try to say something good about him. Re, do enough research into Pope Francis to find something good. Maybe that's a, 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 thing, like, find something good before you can, before you even criticize him, find something good about him. Um, and I think in, in that research, then you become more informed about the mm-hmm. subject that you're going to talk about. So maybe there is something. Um, maybe you legitimately feel um, that, and I'll just go straight to it, that his his footnote in Amoris Letizia is confusing. Um, and you wish that it would that things were clearer that that, I think that that's fine you know to to say that but to move from there to gossiping to what would be gossip would be to say well it's because he has this agenda or it's because he's um, an egomaniac or he's a tyrant or to jump to those kind of conclusions and spreading that around all you're doing is stirring up trouble, you know, and, and that's the same thing that happens um, really when we talk about anybody.
0: You know, it's fascinating because one of the things that Pope Francis does, uh, and, and by the way, I mean, it's it's really interesting to me when people talk about how confusing, which <laughs> I think uh, I've just noticed there are kind of talking points that you get from, you know, news sources what you hear people, if you listen to you know uh, Cumulus Radio and you're listening to Rush Limbaugh and, uh, and Sean Hannity and Neil Bortz and these different people and they'll use like these key phrases over and over again and then the next thing you know like a week later you're talking to people and everyone's using these key phrases as though they actually came up with them they've looked into it but all <laughs> they've really done is listen to somebody think for them And I've seen this happen a lot with um, Pope Francis. I think that the average person, if you picked up uh, just an average talk or uh, encyclical by John Paul II, you would find it very confusing. Confusing, And I think the fact that they don't mention that, if you pick up the average uh, homily by Jesus, the Son of God, you would find it very confusing. Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. Make friends with unrighteous mammon. Uh, I I mean, it's very easy to pick out sayings uh, from Jesus that lead to confusion if you want to be confused. If you're... Anyone who does not hate their
1: mother right. cannot I be mean, my father. I mean, we,
0: we can go all day on this right. with our Lord. The, the, the issue is when you trust in the Holy Spirit, then the confusion goes away. And what you discover, what I've discovered in many of these, um, you know, the word Pope Francis uses, not speaking of anyone in particular, but he says he calls uh, certain people scandal mongers Mm -hmm. scandal mongers Um, he says there is some arcane pleasure in scandal mongering Um, Mm. and I think you know there is something in the fact that some of these scandal mongering Catholic websites uh, have become so popular it's because I think that uh, we do want to hear Bad things said about other people. I mean, that's right. that's really uh, one of the the struggles of living the Christian life. It, that's where our devil, our our enemy, the devil, the father of lies, is going to strive to um, really to get us to uh, div- to be divisive. And one of the things he says, a sign of someone who gossips is bitterness. Um, once a priest told me he says here in Rome but I often see we are a church of angry people always angry with each other we always have something to be angry about this leads to sadness and bitterness there is no joy Um, and then Pope Francis says um, we find a priest in a diocese who lives with anger and tension we think this man has vinegar for breakfast, then at lunch pickled vegetables, <laughs> then in the evening some lemon juice to the um, to the seminarians. He said this guy eats pickled chilies um, for lunch. Um, but this idea of just this bitterness uh, and and we see that if you look in the if you re- go to a lot of these websites um, and you go into the comments box. I remember reading on a a website I
1: would would say don't do it right 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 I mean I'm (laughs) I'm thinking
0: more of a social experiment here but uh, I remember there was a website called LifeSite News which I used to use when I was a teacher and um, I I was surprised because they published an article um, that they uh, uh, about a month later they apologized um, saying that uh, they misquoted uh and it was a big misquote basically saying something to the effect of the gay lobby was controlling pope francis and um and the comments were like we don't you it may have been a misquote but we know his real intentions and it was as though that that piece of gossip that was thrown out there that Uh, and and I wrote into them and and stopped subscribing because in just the month of February of this year 2017 there were over 30 negative and at times scandalously negative uh, pieces of gossip about the Pope Uh, it would just seem so bitter and but there is this Hmm. this kind of um, evil joy if you want to call it that pleasure it would be better Uh, in putting down others because again the devil came into the world through envy as wisdom 224 says and the way envy works I know in my own life I struggle with envy and oftentimes I see someone do something great that maybe I really wanted to do or I've struggled to do and they do it with ease and so the way that um, the devil works in my own life would be to then begin to I would begin to feel like the need to maybe, well, it comes to them really easy. They didn't work hard for it, or well, they didn't really do it all that good. I'm going to find a way to critique to bring them uh, down, back down to my level, and then I may start to tell others about that. You know, uh, I may tell my wife, or um, you know, I may tell Matt or something like that. Um, even in a kind way or an offhand way like oh did you see so and so they didn't really do you know that great it was okay if they hadn't done that but <laughs> I'm gonna try to bring them down a little bit um, and that's that leads to that's a really bitter way of living you know yeah. our, our, our director Joseph once said and I think it's a beautiful saying that you know oftentimes when we see um, the the diversity and charisms that we have Um, that we have, you know, these different ways of thinking, of seeing things. Um, We have different strengths. Uh, One way of approaching it is in envy, but the other way is approaching it in love. And in love, we have all the charisms. We have all the gifts Mm -hmm. because we receive all of them. We receive them as one body. And I think that that's one of the issues that gossip, again, that division begins, that it's so important because in the scriptures it talks about the way that they knew the Christians was by their love, but not their love, just period, their love for one another. You know, their love for one another. And so, when I see Christians that seem to lack that love, uh, I feel I feel very sad for them. But I, before I, I, know that we're we're kind of getting closer to our time. But before we do end. Uh, and Matt, I'll let you talk here, but I, before we end, I do want to kind of touch on a few remedies
1: yeah, yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: to gossip rather than just leave it like this. Yeah. But what are some ways we can, that um, Pope Francis leads us to, how can we begin to if this is an issue that we struggle with, and I suspect that we, we almost all of us do, uh, how can we battle against this? Uh, what are the weapons that the Lord uh, gives us in order to um, to fight gossip. Did you want to say anything before I um, go into that?
1: Um, well, uh, maybe I'll just... I'll add one before you, you yeah. go there. One that I, I've used recently um, that I think has been helpful for me... Um, is to just not use people's names in stories where i would otherwise do it um which you know that if if you're telling a story and it's and you know it's going to be very obvious to someone else who you're talking about even if you don't use a name then that's still gossip but um there's sometimes when things happen to us during the day and we Feel like we need to talk to someone to just process it and to understand it, or maybe somebody hurt us. Um, and they said, you know, this person said this thing to me and it really hurt. Uh, I actually, you know, I'm, th- I'm actually thinking of a particular time, um, where someone, um, in the, in the, you know, and this is 250 missionaries, someone in the FMC community said something to me that really cut me. And I needed to talk to someone about it, but I didn't use the name of the person. So, and, and the context that I gave wasn't such that the other person could narrow it down and try to figure out who it was. Like, there just was no, I, I mean, I hope, <laughs> no way Um, I tried to make it so, and I was still able to express, um, my hurt and deal with it and, um, and just, you know, just leave the name out so that, so that the person I'm talking to doesn't then have this little seed of doubt about this other person, a little seed planted in their head and I see how that affects me, I just before I even talk to someone if I've heard about them from someone else and maybe heard just a little you know yeah that guy's cool but he's kinda this or whatever then you you bring that into the relationship with that person before you even meet them and it's it's destructive so if uh, you know one practical thing would be leave the name out in an attempt to protect that person if you have to for some reason tell the story or talk to someone else about it if you can't bring it directly to them just leave a name out um Mm -hmm. it might make for a you know that's the thing and maybe it won't be as interesting a story um and I think that's something that I can fall into easily is like I want to tell a good story but uh we've we're we're <laughs> got a uh a wasp. I think it's actually not a wasp. But it's it sure looks like one. Um flying around in our uh studio, studio. And so that just distracted me and I don't remember, but I think I said what I what I needed to say. So what what are some other remedies? All right.
0: Well, I'm going to start with this verse that I think kind of will lead us in here but we i think of again we've talked in the past about oh, the way of perfection that Pope Francis leads us into this is um, James chapter 3 talks about for we all make mistakes and if anyone makes no mistakes in what he says he is a perfect man able to bridle the whole body also And the image that um, St. James gives is one of a horse being bridled and this little piece of metal is able to control the entire horse and so this is not a side issue. This is something Pope Francis calls gossip the strongest enemy of diocesan life and of spirituality. Uh I mean think about the strongest enemy of spirituality. Do you want a spiritual life? then we need to battle this. And so the first thing just as an action plan is, and we say this a lot in FMC is, uh, you know, stay quiet or say it to the person's face. And Pope Francis actually says, I prefer that you yell a few strong words to each other and then Mm -hmm. embrace rather than speak against each other in hiding. Uh, And he talks about the early councils of the church where they got to the point of punches, and um, <laughs> but he says, say it to the person's face. Yeah, this was uh, at a meeting with the clergy in Cas- uh, Caserta. Um, so, just as an action plan, you know, the first thing would be that we're going to speak externally. That we would, you know, not speak about others, as Matt said, not use words, and then to be willing to go speak to the person. And there's yeah. a flip side to that. Um, you know Pope Francis talks about uh, there's also a humility to accept correction in the wisdom text of the scriptures it talks about the wise man receives admonition or receives correction with joy. Uh, I, I'm, I am not there yet but um, <laughs> yeah, again there's, so there's hard. it's a two-way streak that oftentimes, <laughs> Uh, we focus just on the delivery. It's kind of like, well, your tone wasn't right, so you did it wrong. Well, there's a two way. The one is pers- the c- person correcting, but also there needs to be a humility to see past uh, tone hmm. right? um, and to see, to be able to sp- um, look into the person's heart and look into your own actions. But uh, beyond that, uh, these are just some other practical advices. So, um, one of the things that Pope Francis um, talks about, the first thing is that gossip is an enemy of gentleness. And in, um, in Psalm 1835, it talks about how your gentleness, speaking to the Lord, your gentleness made me great. And so when we think of gossip, one of the antidotes is gonna be gentleness. Um, gossip is kind of an inherently uh, aggressive way of of treating another person it, it's a you know as our Lord speaks about it's killing them and and when we Pope Francis calls it it says gossip kills more than weapons do because it kills reputations of people it kills their reputation I think of today you know among our young people how many people get bullied through gossip on uh, Facebook yeah. to the point of committing suicide oh this is yeah. a serious thing and so the first is a gentleness of spirit a meekness I think of you know in Numbers 11 it talks about Moses was the meekest or gentlest man on earth and one of the ways he displayed that was when others came and critiqued him his, his brother and sister Mary Miriam and, um, and Aaron um, you, you know he didn't fight back he allowed the Lord to speak for him and, and I see that with Pope Francis uh, setting a, a really good example that even though publicly so many have spoken out against him right. um, I've only seen him speak out even recently in the last week he reappointed uh, one of the most one of the Cardinals that has spoken out the most against right. him um, to a, a, a position in the Roman Curio where an easier thing would have been just to kind of silence him but so gentleness and kindness um are going to go a long way but um i want to speak for a moment about something that pope francis um, talks with just more of a um a spiritual way of dealing with this so the first thing drawing from this idea of from the Sermon on the mount again um speaking to some seminarians he said Um, we are called to reconcile with our neighbor before showing our devotion to the Lord in prayer. I think of a a line that says now is the time of salvation in Scripture. Now is the time of reconciliation. What Jesus teaches in the Sermon on the Mount is that before you go to the altar, and we go to the altar, Mm -hmm. some of us, every day to receive the bread of life. Before you go to the altar, you reconcile and that may be something that you need to do more than once. We, don't, we, we talked about this with forgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't happen in our lives one time and it's done. It's not like, well, I did that last year. It's something that, you know, um, Jesus gives idea of some, when the demons cast out of someone and he goes away and he looks for a place to live and he doesn't find it. And he comes back and he finds the home all swept up and nice. And he goes back into the person that's worse than before. The same thing happens when we forgive when we reconcile we then need to begin to actively speak well of mm. um, you know of our uh, of those people and, and when I think of you know envy uh, as one of the capital sins and then one of the um, the virtues in, in many um, old texts it would talk about the the virtue that countered that was brotherly um, uh, brotherly love and so again treating our brothers uh, asking for the grace to actually go out of our way to speak well of those right. people that um, we don't like but then one of the things he talks about I think this is where, really where I wanted to get to um, he talks about uh, okay vigilance let's talk about this for a minute vigilance Vigilance over oneself. What is happening in my heart? Because where my heart is, there my treasure is. The first piece of advice, when your heart is in turmoil, he says, take the advice of the Russian fathers. Go beneath the mantle of the Holy Mother of God. Remember that the first, uh, well, he goes on to talk. He says, so the first thing is to do daily be watchful over the state of our hearts. When we're we're tempted to gossip immediately or as soon as we can, ask ourselves, why? What are we feeling towards that person? Where is our heart at? To be vigilant over our heart. Uh, He actually says, never, never, and this is vigilance, never in the day without spending a little time there before the Lord, reflecting and asking yourselves, what happened in my heart today? In sad moments happy moments what was the sadness about the joy about this is vigilance I think that's so important that instead of just saying I'm not going to gossip about that person why why do I feel the way I feel about this person about that neighbor about that woman in the church to really be vigilant to keep watch he says keeping watch over one's moments of depression and, and enthusiasm why am I down why am I filled with joy? This is no sterile introspection. This is for the purpose of knowing the state of my heart, my life, how I am walking on the path of the Lord. I think this comes. This is so important. Uh, I I know that we, uh, a few years back, with the help of my wife Teresa, um, we came up with something called the examination of the tongue, and. Um, uh it it was basically an examination of conscience that deals entirely with the way we speak and it has a number of scriptures and so you went down you ask yourself you know has everything i said today um been charitable has it been um edifying uh and and it would have a number of scriptures that would kind of keep you grounded in uh the word of god but also where you were going through and asking yourself uh, really important questions like, did corrupting talk come out of my mouth? Um, did I build up people? Uh, did I sow discord? Um, did I spread strife? But it, but um, I, I'd be happy to give this to anyone yeah. who, who would want to write um, into our um, um, into the podcast um, because I think it's important I think it would be good, um, it's a great witness that we begin to strive to speak well uh, not only of public figures in general um, but also just in our own lives and our families Um, but especially I think in this day and age especially about other Christians you know they'll know we are Christians by our love and we really need to begin fostering Harmony, and I I want to mention one last quote. You know, talking of the Holy Spirit, Pope Francis says, "He is harmony." Here we let us ask ourselves in our communities: Do we live in harmony, or do we argue among ourselves? Is there gossip? Is there is no harmony, but rather, or is if there is gossip, there's no harmony, but rather conflict? And this is not the Church. The church is everyone in harmony, never gossip about others. Let us accept others, um, and and I think this is an issue that um, you know we could go on and on talking about. But I think it's so important for us today.
1: Yeah, just just to make um, bring it to the light um, and and look at it. I think, as you were saying, that they, they will know. Well, I like that song they know we are christians by our love um which comes from scripture um the who is going to be you know as christians we're seeking to attract other people to christ you know as we walk towards christ we want to bring people along with us who's going to be want to be a part of this group if there's all kind of gossiping and backbiting and if what um, people see is us talking bad about each other, then, you, you know, that doesn't that's not an inviting group. Um, so gossip is a lethal uh, blow to our Christian witness. Um, it hurts our, our fellow Christians and it hurts the witness to non Christians looking at us and saying, "Well, okay, clearly these people don't even." follow what they say they they don't practice what they preach and they're just like everybody else so why why bother with it um, so it's Im- important in that respect as well and um, I uh, just ask the Lord to help us uh, help us with it and yeah um, so we're going to end there Jonathan if you'd end us in, in, in a prayer
0: alright I'm going to end with this uh, a prayer taken from um, Pope Francis here. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Let us sincerely ask for forgiveness for all the times in which we have caused division or misunderstanding within our communities, knowing well that communion is not achieved except through constant conversion. And what is conversion? It is asking the Lord for the grace not to speak ill, not to criticize, not to gossip, but to love everyone. It is the grace which the Lord gives us. This is what it means to convert the heart. And let us ask that the daily fabric of our relationships may become an ever more beautiful and joyous reflection of the relationship between Jesus and the Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen Well that's
1: it for us um, We love you guys
0: Love, love you all.
1: Um, all All of you who listen to us All twelve uh, and, of you and, and, <laughs> and everybody else who doesn't listen to us We, we love you um, And we'll, we'll talk to you next time
0: We appreciate you
1: listening to today's podcast Please tune in again next week And we look forward to seeing you
0: May God bless you